0: Daily with Jason Mertedas, and welcome to your August sixth game day edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. This afternoon, four o'clock puck drop in Toronto, at, in Toronto. In Toronto, four o'clock puck drop in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena. The Flyers' second game of the round robin, and with at least a point. In either the game this afternoon against Washington or Saturday's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Flyers will be assured of not being the number four seed. They will move up in the seeding in the Eastern Conference with that win over Boston on Sunday. And a point in either one of these two last games. That ensures that possibility because Boston lost in regulation to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 to yesterday. Now, in this episode, you're going to hear an exclusive one-on-one conversation I had yesterday with Flyers winger Jake Voracek. And you want to stay tuned for this one. Jake is an absolute beauty Uh, moments of hilarity, and a lot of transparency. You'll want to hear this one coming up in just a few moments. Also, Alain Vigneault, you'll hear from him in this episode, post-practice on Wednesday, and one of the things you'll hear from him is is explaining that Brian Elliott will get the start against the Washington Capitals. This does a couple of things. Number one, it gets Brian Elliott some game action, real game action, and a full game as he uh, continues to sharpen his uh, game up in case he is called upon in the playoffs. And by putting Elliot into this game and not Saturdays, you also ensure that there's not a long break between games for Carter Hart from the round robin to the actual field of 16 or the real playoffs uh, that uh, that he gets into. So, uh, good decision by Elaine Vino here. Brian Elliott's faced the Capitals a couple times this year with success, so we'll see Brian Elliott this afternoon. Joel Farabee will also be in the lineup, so you hear A.V. talk about that as well. Uh, but in the meantime, let's get to my conversation with Flyers forward Jake Voracek. Had a chance to catch up with him yesterday, and here's that conversation. Very happy to have join us right now on Flyers Daily, Flyers winger Jake Voracek. Jake, how you been?
1: I've been good. Just, uh, you know, in a bubble. So, yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> how is that? You
1: know, good thing we started off good. You well, know, it's really it's, uh, spending a lot of time with your teammates, you know, sometimes, uh, which is really good, but um, I'm that kind of guy that, uh, you know, goes to practice, sometimes hang out with them, but need my own space. So, you know, I lock like myself in a room a couple of times to just kind of get away from everyone because it's going be to be a long one.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, no matter how much you're around somebody, you just need some time to yourself every once in a while. But, that, you know, you guys... Yeah, trust you, me, yeah. When Hazy came along um, and, and he just like, f- you know, fell in with this group perfectly and having his kind of personality around too. And you, know, you have some fun guys and, and all that, that that helps being in the bubble with, with that group of guys, doesn't it?
1: No, hundred percent. Of course you want to have a guy that you want to have a beer with, which, uh, you know, we uh, don't have a problem with, or, you know, just to sit down and talk about the game or whatever. I have a couple of cold ones, which is good. And, uh, <clears throat> You know, on the other hand, you want to you wanna keep it loose, especially if you're winning. So uh, we won first two games, which, uh, you know, obviously don't mean that much like you will in the playoffs, but uh, it gives you some kind of confidence to kind of, you know, be a little bit more loose and uh, and uh, and I believe in ourselves uh, way more. So, uh, you know, obviously Hazi is a big part of this team and of this future, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been fun to have him for, you know, at least one season so far.
0: Hey Jake um looking at that game that you won over the Bruins and you're right it, it, you're not playing for your life yet it's not the actual playoffs for you guys you're playing for seeding and that means something but um that was a really big uh, big cinder block of a building block for you guys to get back to being that team you guys were before the pause.
1: Yeah 100%. It's uh, you know you never know Obviously, when you show up here after 4 months layoff you, know, you don't know where you're going to be as a team and as an individual. So you know, I think uh physically we are prepared really really well, which is important for us, which why we were so successful before the break. Because we were outskating the teams uh basically uh, on a nightly basis. So uh you know, I think we showed it against Pittsburgh and we showed it against Boston that uh, you know, in the second and third periods uh we, we came along very strong. And uh you know, like I said, uh those little details give you much more confidence uh, going into the into the you know round of sixteen.
0: How was it? Uh, did you go back to the Czech Republic during the pause? How how was that period of time for you?
1: Well, it was good, right? It was uh, obviously the COVID didn't uh, as much as here in US. So we had the same kind of restriction that we have uh, that uh, there in US right now. We had it in about uh, in April, and then everything opened up. So uh, you know, uh, we got lucky. We skated quite a bit with a bunch of NHLers and bunch of X players we, sk- we were scrimmaging Tuesdays Thursdays and uh, you know it helped us it helped us all to prepare for the training camp and uh, you know I'm, I was never a big fan of skating in the summer because we skate a lot during uh, during the season but uh, you know there was no other option than, than do that so uh, I'm really glad I had the opportunity to to get on the ice back home and uh, you know feel good about myself uh, going to the playoffs.
0: When you were during the pause and you were back on the ice and you're going through your routine, maybe at points you didn't even kind of know what you were working towards if the game would be back. And if so, when, um, but for you, were you able to kind of decompress mentally? Cause that's a big part of the summers for you guys too, is not let, just letting your body kind of recover, but letting your, the emotional and mental part of the game recover as well. Were you able to do that?
1: You know, one the thing is Jason, if you're winning, if you of to top teams in the NHL, you don't really think about that and it doesn't, you know, affect you as much during the season, the mental, mental mm-hmm. state of mind. You know, there's a lot of games here, sure, but if you're winning, you, you enjoying it. That's the difference. That's where we were. So it kind of hit us. I uh, don't know where, obviously, and uh, some teams I'm sure, you know, it helped them. So, uh, for us, like I said, we had a, we had a good opportunity to make something happen that year. Uh, we're glad that we get an opportunity at least in the summer in, in these circumstances, but, uh, you know uh just I think to rest of it up, I mean the physical wise was more important for a lot of guys and uh, even around uh, all the NHL you know like when you banged up when you hurt especially in the March, you know when you get four months off and you can prepare for for the playoffs, I think, I think that's, that's that's good for the game because you you should see all the players in the top of their game.
0: Jake, hey, I got a real sense in talking to a lot of the guys kind of t- towards the end of the pause where it looked like you guys were coming back and, and now that you are back um, that there's really a sense of you guys can do something special and there's some business to be taken care of here.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, you know, we had an opportunity to option out everybody in the NHL and uh, everybody, I think, came back with the same man- mindset that, that we lost. You know, this is a good team, good, for, good team team. Uh, that is really well prepared, and uh, you know, let's let's take advantage of it, you know, while it lasts. And uh, you know, we definitely showed it in the first two games. And uh, you know, like I said, it's it's been a, it's been a fun year all around. And uh, you know, just gonna just gonna finish it strong, and we'll see where we end up.
0: How did you feel like the game was uh, against Boston and and the Pittsburgh game too? Um, did it feel rusty at first, or and did you feel like you guys settled in? How did it feel for you as a player? And then couple that with the fact that you're playing in an empty arena probably for the first time in many, many years in your life.
1: Yeah. Well, you don't, to be honest, when you're on the bench or on the ice, you don't really think about it that much. I thought it was going to be way worse, but uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you get, you you prepare yourself for that, right? You say to yourself, it's going to be weird. Yeah, but there is no other option. So then you just go with it. There's nothing you can do about it. So why would you get bothered by something that you can control? (laughs) And on the other hand, you ask, you ask about those games against Pitt and uh, and Boston. Uh, against Pittsburgh, obviously, it was rusty on the both sides at the beginning. But uh, you know that first game is always rusty, even if you play preseason or whatever. It's uh, it's about uh, getting your legs back, kind of timing of the timing of the of the, uh, game situations uh, back in your habits, and uh, and uh, that's what we did. We we won the game, and um, against Boston, I, that was really really fast. It was way faster than the game against Pittsburgh. Uh, which we kind of expected, and uh, they had a really good start. I mean, we we skated pretty well too. We just didn't execute. Uh, I don't think we we uh, hold on to on to the puck too much. We were given uh, we were getting rid of it, and uh, there was a problem because they were coming out us with a lot of speed. And uh, you know, when during the second period, we kind of settled with the puck, started making some more plays that needed to be made, and uh, you know, uh, eventually you know, that's why we won the game because uh, we were just better
0: the next two periods. And that's a great point you bring up because Carter in the beginning of that game, when, when Boston was a little on top of you guys, um, was really solid in keeping them off the board. And Jake, my biggest takeaway from the game was not only that he made 34 saves on 35 shots as, as a a 21-year-old making his first postseason game debut, but it's the manner in which he looked and doing it. He looked really calm. He was just taking plays as they came, not overplaying situations and and when your goalie's calm like that, that can kind of go through the entire lineup, can it? Because you can play the game more free of mind when A is on his game and he and he looks so calm back there.
1: No, hundred percent. It uh, you know obviously when you know let's say the goalie doesn't doesn't feel well that day and you see he's a little bit shaky, then uh, you're uh, kind of not scared, but you are uh, uh, you thinking about it twice before you pass the puck or you make mm-hmm. some you take some chances. And uh, you know when you see your goalie basically stopping everything that he can and he looks so composed and uh, that gives you a little bit more freedom up front and uh, that's exactly what happened in that game I think there was textbook, you know, he kept us uh, he was he was rock solid at the beginning and we got going a little bit we created a little bit uh, chances at the end of the first and then at the beginning of the second we just took off so, uh, so that's what good teams do, that's how you win and uh, you know we'll, uh, like I said, hopefully it's going to continue
0: yeah, it's something I bring up all the time. You cannot be afraid to make a mistake if because if you do, you're pulling it out of your net. Knowing that guy back there can bail you out. If you do, then you can be the creative player that you need to be. Are you watching a lot of the other games, Jake, or are you kind of using your time away from the rink and practice to to kind of decompress a little bit and just kind of control what you guys can control in your games?
1: Well, there's nothing else to do, right? So uh, you know. <laughs> The games are on. The games are on in a, in a team room or in a in a, a players room. There's a lot of Xbox going. So, uh, uh you know, it's uh, it's been it's been pretty good. I mean, you kind of you play little cards. You watch in a hockey game. I mean, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to do. And uh, and uh, you know, we just uh, we just enjoy it right now. Obviously, it's gonna be long, but uh, you know, we'll see how we can handle that down the road.
0: Yeah, the interesting. The longer you're there, the more it can get annoying. But the longer you're there, it means you're winning. So that part of it can maybe damps it out. Um, last question for you, Jake. Uh, playing under Elaine Vigneault, um, what a year it's been for you guys. You haven't lost back-to-back games since January 4th and January 8th. You won nine of your last ten. Uh, you guys uh, finished in the top four. You're seven points ahead of where you were the year before when you had 82 points and you played 13 less games. What's it been like for you playing under this coaching staff?
1: Well, it's demanding, right? I think everybody knows that. Uh, he's pretty straight with you, which is really important. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I always appreciate, you know, the coaches or the, or the people that tell you straight up to, to be better and do do things better than just walk around it. And then, then I don't know where it just fits you or don't tell you the the right reasoning for not playing or, you know, whatever. So uh, it's always better for me to, to kind of talk and, uh, and to be in contact with someone that is pretty straight up and uh, that's what I got from A.V., so I'm really comfortable with that, and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of guys as well. So uh, I think that that's a, that's a big plus for us.
0: Yeah, you never wonder what he's thinking about your game, do you? He, he's always pretty vocal about that, and, and that's that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, he, he talks too. You know, he doesn't like like a lot of a lot of you to know, understand. A lot of coaches have a high ego, right? Like a lot of them, sometimes they have a reason to back it up, sometimes they don't. But I was av has been around a long time. And uh, the difference is that, uh, you know, he talks to you calmly and try to figure out how to be better with you instead of getting mad at you and giving you for no reason. That's really important for a player that you can go talk to him and kind of have a conversation about how to be how to be a better player instead of just going to the office and getting him for 30 minutes. You know what I mean? So I think that helps a lot of guys as well. And, uh, you know, uh, it's really important to have a good relationship with the coach and with everybody else.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Jake, I appreciate you doing this, man. Best of luck coming up uh, on Thursday. You guys got the caps uh, on Thursday. You'll uh, finish up the round robin with Tampa Bay and then the uh, actual playoffs will begin for you guys. I know everybody back here in Philly is excited. You guys are up there in Toronto. Have a good time. Don't let, uh, let lots or any of those guys drive you crazy. And if you need to like maybe download the Com <laughs> app on your phone, that's a good way to just kind of I'll figure, out. I'll
1: figure something out. Don't worry. Nobody, nobody will with me. I
0: promise you that. Thanks for doing this, Jake. All right. All right, yeah. I always look at Jake Voracek, and I say that he is one of the more misunderstood or wrongly perceived athletes in Philadelphia sports. Uh, he is a tremendous guy to talk to, as you heard there, tremendous fun, always a good quote, always a good conversationalist, and uh, just a, a guy that uh, plays the game hard. Is he a perfect player? No, no one is. But Jake Voracek uh, is a guy that I always enjoy talking to and, even though he won't say it, a guy that does a tremendous amount of charity work as well. So thanks to Jake for joining us here on Flyers Daily, which is presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Philadelphia Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research doing what once seemed impossible, so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine, Flyers are back at practice on Wednesday, and the head coach Elaine Vino addressed the media after the practice. Can you tell us who the goalie will be tomorrow and what went behind that decision?
2: Yeah, tomorrow Brian's going to play. Uh, you know, like we've uh, said, uh, you know, throughout the season, we've got a lot of confidence and faith in, in both our goaltenders. Uh, we've got three games to play in uh, in this uh, sort of. Uh, pre-playoff tournament so um uh, tomorrow is it's brian's turn i had said that he was going to get a game in and uh, we feel that uh tomorrow is the right time to to put him in
0: uh you mentioned yesterday or two days ago that um that joel was going to be in for for this game you also said that you might make some additional adjustments to the lines did you make a decision on those what are the lines going to be today practice
2: uh, I'm in the process of doing that. Uh, they will probably be um, more than just Joel coming into the lineup. Uh, I have not shared that with my players yet, so uh, I've got to talk to them first before I, I do that. But, you know, this uh, this three-game phase, you know, it's, it's about us trying to find the right balance between the win, winning and getting our team ready. Uh, knowing, anticipating that we're going to have a lot, a long playoff run, so with that in mind, uh, we're u- utilizing these um, games to obviously to to win and, and 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 to put what we feel is is the best lineup that gives us that opportunity. But we're also looking at the big picture, and uh, I wanted to get Joel in, and I also wanted to get uh, maybe one more forward. I've already gotten Ghost and Mark in. Uh, there's a good chance that uh, um, we're going to maybe use that last game to get someone else in, uh, may- probably in Ghost or, or Mark. And I've got to talk to my players today about who might, uh, who might be coming in for next game. Hi, Coach. Uh, I hope your
0: family is doing well. Um... Everyone's fine. What type of morale would Oscar Lindblom bring to this team if he were to join the uh, team uh, this weekend?
2: Um, You know, I think just like when we saw Oscar throughout the season, knowing uh, what he was going through, um, the amount of uh, positiveness and the great smile that he has, uh, it would no doubt be an extra boost for our group right now. Uh, I know Oscar went home. He wanted to go and see his family after he was cleared uh, of cancer. Um, I do expect him in the near future here to join our group in Toronto at some point.
1: Hi, A.V. You talked about the decisions you still have to make before practice and before the game today. Is one of them the option of putting Joel Faraby on that second line with Hayes and we or leaving Scott Lawton there, and what's the benefit if you do put Joel there versus uh, versus Scott?
2: Yeah, well, you know Scott and and Hazy and TK, I still think that uh, both uh, Hazy and TK uh, have got uh, another level to reach there. But Scott uh, on that group uh, has you know been real committed at both ends of the rink, uh, has gotten able to to find the back of the net has been a real useful player. So at this time, I don't see myself uh, for tomorrow's game uh, breaking up that line. It is an option that you know, we might look at some other things for our, our last game against Tampa. Um, but Joel is definitely coming into um, the lineup next game. And like I mentioned before, I need to share with my players here uh, what my thoughts are and, and uh, who might be in and who might be out. We'll go next to Jordan Hall.
0: Hi, Elaine. Uh, yeah, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, Scott Lawton had mentioned how it's kind of become a trademark of this team to respond quickly after a goal against. And you guys hadn't lost consecutive games since January 8th. So you, you guys have really become a team that turns the page quickly. Was that something that you really preached to the team and, and what has made it so effective uh, for this team?
2: Well, you know, it, it is about how, how you respond and – you know, if you look at the first game uh, Pittsburgh scored, we were able to, to come back and 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 tie it up and, and and get the lead. And in the last game when Boston made it 2-1, could have built a little bit of momentum. Uh, we came right back on the next face-off. Uh, we were in position. We were uh, pressing, uh, pushing the area, trying to what we call uh, kill some plays in that neutral zone. We killed that play. Jake did a great job on Chara and Phil stepped up and was able to pick up that loose puck and go on the attack. So, uh, you know, it's something that we've definitely talking about on a regular basis. Our response, uh, if we lose a little bit of the momentum, how to get it back, uh, that blueprint that we have about North South, um, making the high percentage plays at the line is, is an effective one and we have to keep doing it. Uh, I know you said you're working on some things, uh, for tomorrow, uh, but you've had some success against Washington this year. What, what have you liked about the way the fellows have played against the Capitals? You know, all our games against Washington, we've come to play and they've come to play. They've always all been tight uh, from recollection. Uh, they've always, all of them have had, you know, good scoring chances at both ends of the rink. You know, you've got some real skilled players on both teams, but, what I I've liked about our games against them is, and they've been, they've been physical. They's, they've, there's been a lot of contact. We haven't shied away from it. We've just played and we've played hard. Uh, and, uh, it, it's been great hockey and that's what I expect tomorrow. Uh, it's funny in the situation we're in, uh, this morning, and when I went down to breakfast, I went down with Ovi. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, tomorrow's game. Usually that doesn't happen. Uh, but, um, you know, they're, they're excited about tomorrow's game, and we're excited, and it should be a real fun one.
0: Last game, Derek Grant obviously had a really dominant game on face-offs, and, and you talked a little bit after the game about how Nick Abe Kubel was effective on, on the forecheck and had some good shifts in there as well. Uh, I, I was curious as to what your assessment of that line as a whole was with Van Riemsdayk, like Grant, and Nick. Yeah,
2: you know, I, I uh, like I mentioned uh, quickly after that game when I was asked, you know, I, I do think that was one of Derek's. Uh, it was a better game that, than his first. I thought uh, Q also was in uh, quicker on the forecheck, a little bit more physical. I thought James was okay. Uh, expect more from him. Uh, but uh, you know, at at the end of the, the, the day, that line, um, you know, they played a smart game, and that's what we need from our team right now. There. They're, uh, they're close games. They're hard, hard-fought games, and we need, need contribution from our lineup. And that contribution can end up on the score sheet, but it also can uh, end up by you know, making the right defensive play at the right time, uh, wearing the opposition down by, by being physical. Uh, so, uh, you know, I thought, I thought both Derek and uh, Q had a, a strong game last game.
0: Uh, I know Oscar's been skating in Sweden, and today uh, Chuck Fletcher said that he was hopeful he could play at some point in the playoffs. Uh, how realistic is that in, in your mind, just from the report you have on on what he's doing in Sweden?
2: Well, uh, you know, when, um, when Oscar was diagnosed with cancer, uh, I had numerous talks with our doctors about you know, is there a chance that um, I could get him back for the playoffs and uh, obviously uh, the answer was uh, was no uh he wouldn't but come uh next training camp in September uh he um he should be back if everything you know went the way uh, they thought and uh, and things have gone the way they thought and uh, this year, obviously, with uh, you know the, the stoppage in play and and, and the COVID factor, uh, the season has been stretched out. Uh, September is uh, you know a little bit more than, than than less than a the month away. So I was told that come training camp you'd be able to play in September. So I guess we've got to get to September.
0: One thing about Michael Roffel in terms of his role with the team is how effective he was this year on the penalty kill. Uh, obviously Joel's coming into the lineup at least for, for, next game and in, in camp and in these games, he has gotten PK time. Do you see him potentially sliding right into that role?
2: Uh, you know, with the addition of uh, Nate and Derek, we added two guys that could also play, uh, you know, penalty killing. So, Right now, I've got uh, seven or eight guys, and Joel is one of those players that uh, I trust in in those situations. So, like, if if you look at uh, so far in the two games that we've played, I've been able to almost throw four duos out there. And when you're able to to throw, you know, three to four duos on, on a on a two minute penalty, it means you're not spending a lot of time in your end. It means you're playing fast. You're putting a lot of pressure on the opposition. You're not giving the other team um, a lot of zone time. And that's what we've been able to do. That's how our PK has been effective. And hopefully I can keep doing that here moving forward. Tomorrow will be a, you know, Boston was a big test with their great power play and their great players. Tomorrow we've got another uh, big opponent with a a big weapon on the power play. So hopefully I'll be able to get those duos out there and they can all be
0: effective a year ago the blues won a Stanley cup and part of how they did it was rallying around a little girl with cancer. And we've seen that in sports teams historically where teams will rally around a guy. Has, has Oscar been that for your team? Um, geez,
2: you, you know, I, I've got, I've got to say honestly that when, uh, initially when, when, uh, the diagnosis was made and, uh, we found out how serious it was. I wasn't quite sure how we were going to react and how the season would unfold so that's why I, I mentioned this uh, you know when uh, I was nominated uh, for uh, as one of the guys for, for Coach of the Year that this was a, a special one in, in, in my heart and in my mind with what our team went through and how we were able to to pull together and and, and focus on uh, doing our jobs, and every time we saw Oscar, I, I, you know, I, I think everybody' uh, spirits were, were were that much more upbeat. Um, did we did we rally around Oscar? There's no doubt that um, him getting better, him fighting through the cancer, us being aware of the situation, uh, really brought positiveness to our group. Uh, I, I I would say to you that's uh, probably a, like for me the for me it was a it was a hard moment and uh, I liked the way our group rallied uh, or, or, or or stayed with it stayed very positive. Uh, I think you'd probably you should, if you, you'd have to ask the the, the, the our players how, how what the, what they thought about that that w- that would be my my best answer there.
0: You heard Elaine Vino there talking about Brian Elliott getting the start against the Washington Capitals this afternoon. Joel Farabee inserted into the lineup as well. So a big day on tap, and we'll have a post-game day edition of Flyers Daily for you tomorrow with all the reaction from the game and much more. In the meantime, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily.